Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. So I am going to reveal today what has been going on in a fun project I was invited to participate in. I was invited to be the financial expert in a pilot taping for a show tentatively called business overhaul. And yes, you got it. We're overhauling a business. Um, the first project, it was business overhauling of a boutique in, on Coronado Island in San Diego. And it's a lovely boutique called Charisma, a uh, family run and owned business. The owner, Shannon, purchased the business about four years ago. And then obviously being a retail store in California last year, just really wreaked havoc. Um, in California, there were strict closures. Coronado is definitely a tourist town and thrives on out-of-town visitors and such. So last year was obviously a very, very tough year, but a great opportunity to, you know, like, let's come back stronger than ever and better than ever. So I'm going to walk you through some behind the scenes and and a recap of my work with uh, the owner, Shannon, and how we, you know, focused on her financials. Now, the business overhaul involved an entire amazing team of individuals led by Christelle Stacy, the executive producer, the mastermind, the author of She Minds Her Own Business, the book and the corresponding workbook, which are definitely must-reads if you are um, definitely a creative starting a small business, et cetera. Her books are outstanding and give you some great guidance there. But then we were also joined by some other experts who worked on the organization of the store, the merchandising of the store, and just different aspects of that kind of visual experience of actually shopping in the store and such. Now, I have to say that the hardest part of getting going um, and helping Shannon with her financials of her business was that there was no central repository for her financial data. There was no single source of truth for her numbers in her business. She was using QuickBooks Online. Great. Um, She had recently implemented Clover as her POS or her point of sale 
system, but it was barely, like minimally implemented. And it was not tying or integrating, syncing, whatever you want to say, with QuickBooks Online. So we had two silos of data and information not speaking to each other. And then the POS, again, was minimally implemented. There was no inventory tracking. On her balance sheet, the, the inventory never never changed value, whether we were looking at the end of 2019, December 31st, 2019, the balance sheet um, to see what the inventory assets were, or the December 31st, so a year later on 2020, or the current most recent um, balance sheet, there was no movement. It was the exact same number in terms of the inventory assets. So there was no inventory tracking. There was no, they were literally had handwritten tags on items. So just no clue um, in terms of the value of the inventory that they had on hand, how many items they had, which, you know, she was actually swimming in inventory. She had just extra inventory that um, was under tables and such because there was no other room to put it out. Uh, The back room and, and any storage that she had was overflowing with inventory. And you don't need that much backstock of inventory for this size boutique. So, um, but I think she would have seen that had she had uh, her numbers and and the inventory in a repository (laughs) where we were tracking the items that she had, how much she had on hand, and the value of that inventory. Additionally, she was not running any sort of electronic daily sales reporting. So we weren't able to really see, you know, how she was doing day by day, week by week, month by month, and, um, you know, hitting some sort of targets or some consistency or being able to like, you know, do some data analytics on that. They were literally writing down on a piece of paper every day what their sales were, but not really doing any anything with that great business intelligence and such. So... That was the hardest part of getting started is things were in a lot of different places. There was no single central source of truth for their numbers and financials. And um, they had, you know, systems not fully implemented. So when I started working with Shannon, um, you know, it kind of came to light why this maybe wasn't a priority. And, uh, you know, when I started talking to Shannon and was introduced to her as the financial person, she wasn't so thrilled to meet me, I'm going to be honest, because um, she said, you know, I just have to be honest with you, like, I've never liked the finance and the numbers of the business. Because when I was in elementary school, my teacher told me that I wasn't very good at math, and I should, you know, pursue something, something else. And oh, just killed me. But it's something that I hear all the time when I travel and speak to people um, is that they're just have some sort of self-consciousness about the numbers because an elementary school teacher said, you know, you're not so good at math. So we did um, some mindset shifting with her. And I said, listen, you know, you don't have to know accounting or bookkeeping. And I think that, you know, fifth grade math, like multiplying a dollar by a percentage, fifth grade math, very simple. And she's like, yeah, I can do that. I said, well, okay, that's, that's all you, that's, that's the extent of the math that you really have to do. But the real secret is understanding the difference between spending and saving. Can you do that? Okay. Like adding, subtracting, it's very simple. 
So I taught Shannon a new mantra, and that mantra, I love numbers and numbers love me. And to be honest, you guys, this is the big secret for all of you all. Every business owner to own the financials of the business that they own needs to be saying this mantra 10 times a day when they wake up every day to get them aligned and in tune with their business and their priorities. And that is, I love numbers and numbers love me. I love numbers and numbers love me. I love numbers and numbers love me. Say it with me. I love numbers and numbers love me. I love numbers and numbers love me. This is where you need to be. Because if you are not loving your numbers, then your numbers won't love you back. And what do I mean by that? You have to love your numbers in order to know where you need to go, what you need to be doing. And when you know that, then it manifests itself and the numbers love you back by starting to deliver what you need to hit. So you've got to love your numbers in your business. And if you love the numbers in your business, They will love you back and you will reach your financial goals. This is really the big secret. And I have to say that, you know, we had that first meeting. I walked her through Profit First. I gave her the book Profit First. We had another phone call. I um, sent her, you know, a couple of of direct messages and she replied back one day. This has been a 30-day project. She replied back one day, um, I love numbers and numbers love me without me even prompting her. And I was just like, yes, we have it. We, we have the big breakthrough that I need. And so if there was only one thing that I would want Shannon to take away from this transformation is that she needs to love her numbers. And if she loves her numbers, her numbers will love her back. So there are some things that I kind of worry for Shannon in the future and her being able to successfully implement it because it didn't quite happen during this 30-day transformation. A lot happened. I mean, amazing stuff happened, but you can't do it all in 30 days. And so one key factor to Shannon consistently rocking the sales in her business is to have an A-player sales staff. Shannon really maximizes uh, her location and her hours of operation. She doesn't follow what everyone else does um, in the neighborhood. You know, most of them just work traditional hours, 10 to 6. Shannon opens early. She opens at 9, and she stays open until about 7 or 7.30 because she's really smart in terms of trying to capture the extra traffic. You know, this is a West Coast resort location. So you have a lot of East Coasters waking up early and by nine o'clock, it's lunchtime to them. They're wanting something to do and, and be out and about. So by opening up an hour early, very smart on her part. And then um, she is surrounded by a lot of amazing restaurants that people are waiting for their tables to become available. So they're mulling around and need something to do. So by her staying open, to 7, 7.30, you know, she's capturing that captive traffic of people waiting for their table to be called at the neighboring restaurants. So when Shannon is working on the floor, they sell amazing, but Shannon cannot work seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 7 or 7.30 p.m. She's, she's already pretty fried and this would definitely fry her. 
So her big challenge is going to be to recruit and hire a player sales staff. And when we talked about this, we actually came up with a great list of key competencies. Now, we've talked about this on prior episodes when we talk about top grading. And for Shannon, the key competencies that she outlined were integrity, communication, conceptual ability, passion and enthusiasm, energy, being a team player, assertiveness, tenacity. She also noted um, one that wasn't really on the key competency list, but important, but a drama-free work ethic. So someone who shows up, gets the job done, and leaves their personal life at the door and doesn't bring it in to the business. And, you know, those ones that we covered with the exception of communication, those are all those red competencies that we've discussed previously. They're very difficult to change. So by having this out there and creating a score of a minimal acceptable rating, when she's interviewing people, she's designed interview questions based off of these, and then she's going to score them. And they need to meet that minimal acceptable rating of a three or a four on a scale of one to five. Otherwise, she's risking not hiring a true A player. The other thing that we talked about was, you know, you've got a lot of great people, um, a lot of people that are are retired, living on Coronado Island. And so we challenged her to maybe have a staff of part-timers. So, you know, someone who wants to work one or two shifts a week um, and have a little fun and bring their A game instead of trying to find someone who can work five days a week, 40 hours a week, but really leverage um, maximizing the talent and having a lot of flexibility by, you know, offering shifts that are like one or two shifts a week. So that is the biggest opportunity for her, but it is probably the hardest part for her to successfully execute and recruit and hire and retain those type of A player sales people. So we implemented three things with Shannon. And the first thing that we did was we implemented, of course, profit first. Uh, And with Shannon, what we did was we went advanced in this profit first. And you can see a picture of the flow that we did. But she's actually going to have the money, all of her her sales that come into the till will actually hit her... um, accounts receivable account. And then what she'll do is she'll sweep the sales tax to a sales tax account. She'll sweep 50% to cost of goods. And then what's left over will go into her income account. And then from our income account, she will do her allocations to profit, owner's pay, tax, payroll, and operating expenses. And we determined her percentages and created a rollout plan. I mean, God bless her. Again, like most entrepreneurs, Shannon hasn't been paying herself. So we are really um, going to make sure that she is, you know, working towards meeting that target allocation in terms of owner's pay. But um, her plan right now in terms of um, her rollout plan would be um, really to go from 0% owner's pay to 20% owner's pay by Q1 2023. And I know that she can make that. Um, So she's actually going to start by Q4 2021. So one more quarter away, um, hitting 10% to owner's pay. All right. 
And let's see, the next thing that we did was reverse engineer her business based off of owner's pay as the target. And this is a calculator that we have and we've used in the past on prior episodes, and it will be a resource that you can pull uh, related to this episode as well. But uh, she wanted to target her owner's pay at $100,000. So based off of that, her real revenue target would be $500,000. And her cost of goods at 50% would mean that her gross sales would need to be $1 million. Now, she's never sold a million dollars in the business, but she is starting to get people to call and want to um, order and have a candle shipped online or other product that they have fallen in love with from her boutique, and then they've gone back to their home state. So we have uh, devised a plan of her doing 60% of that million dollars or 600,000 in brick and mortar and 400,000 online. So if her brick and mortar sales target is $600,000 per year and her average sale is $150, then she needs to do 4,000 sales transactions per year, which equates to 333 sales transactions per month. If she is selling 52 weeks out of the year, seven days per week, that means her sales then break down to 77 transactions per week, 11 transactions per day, and that total sales is $1,648 per day. So Shannon had no idea. It was like she'd show up and whatever happened would happen. Or if she had someone else in the shop running it, those sales were down. There was no goal. There was no objectives to be met. And so now she knows how to stay on target to hit that $600,000 in the brick and mortar side is that they need 11 sales per day at an average sale amount of $150 per transaction, which equates to $1,648 in sales per day. And that's, my friends, how she will get to $600,000 annually, which would be a record year for her. And then we also did break down a a side and and we're going to set her up with Candy Baker, who is a profit-first professional specializing in the e-commerce side of things and getting an e-commerce site up for her and um, you know doing that sales while you sleep so people can be buying uh, her product and services, or, or excuse me, her product online. She does have services in the form of she will be putting together um, gifting boxes and such for the corporate events that come through San Diego. So then what we did was... We are ditching Clover, um, and we're going to keep all of our financial data in one place with QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Merchant Services. So it will be very easy for her to have everything in one place, and um, that will help her be able to own the financials and to love her numbers. And when she loves her numbers, her numbers will love her back. So um, as soon as this pilot has been edited and put together and we can make it available to you. We will do that. Um, I think it'll be fun. And I will have some pictures from the big reveal on the show notes. So excuse me, the visual recap. So make sure that you go to ProfitFirstNation.com, click on resources to access our visual recap for this episode. 
And if you would like to work with Candy Baker because you want to explode your online sales or one of my other Profit First certified professional bookkeepers, accounts, and or coaches, then go again to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact and there you will be able to connect with a certified Profit First professional. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.